0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome into the second ever episode of the Coopcast podcast. Today, we break down the Washington State versus Stanford game. We round up the rest of the games in the Pac 12 and review our picks from last week. We talk about the Kentucky hype train and its imminent dis- uh, demise. We talk about Washington State versus BYU and we get into games from the upcoming week, as well as a couple other segments. And we can't go without talking about the Nick Rolovich situation here at WSU. Um, but to start, let's get into this This last game we just saw. Washington State beat Stanford 34-31 in an incredible, high-scoring, intense game. Went down to the wire yeah.
1: um, We It was family weekend, so the crowd was good. Mm-hmm. It was really good. Um, slow start for WSU. Very slow start. The very slow, very unlike WSU we've seen.
0: Yeah, and, and it just – it's a continuation of this inability to play 60 straight minutes of football. Now, granted, we put together a really good last 45 minutes of football. So I don't want mm-hmm. to get hung up on this first quarter. But we were down 13 to nothing after the first quarter, and we looked lost for the entirety of it. Uh, they beat us to the gun. They, they went out. They scored a touchdown on their first possession. Um, really, they made us look silly for the entirety of the first quarter. Um,
1: yeah. Yeah. Um see i mean on our drives
0: we just uh, we we stalled out every single time in the first quarter and we even we got bailed out by uh we punted twice right we got bailed out on the first one on the first drive too um we failed to get the first down got a penalty on the punt and then just backed up and punted again
1: right
0: um our defense was
1: able to hold them to a field goal no.
0: two field goals two
1: field goals
0: but i mean nonetheless that first touchdown was a what was it 40 40 something yard touchdown we looked we just looked bad in the first quarter um but luckily we were able to come out in the second quarter and string together a touchdown mm-hmm. drive to start that quarter and the momentum really shifted from there um we ended up scoring 20 straight before they tacked on a field goal right before half and washington yeah. state went into half up 20 to 16 which if you had mm-hmm. told me that after the first quarter i would have been perfectly happy to hear yes i was very shocked to see how we came
1: out that at that second quarter very we
0: played like we had a lot of energy like we were the winning team and it was it was it was just an entire entire flip from the first quarter um it was like a whole new team out there the offense was clicking jane delora was connecting deep um, he connected once with Travel harris for 34 yards i want to say and then hit uh, Calvin Jackson jr down the side it um, that, that Jane Delore connecting on those long balls is a great thing to see something we haven't really seen a ton of this year um if that if that can keep happening this team has got a really really bright future ahead of it yes. um,
1: yeah the it was 32 yards for a touchdown uh, to Travel Harris
0: yeah, thirty-two yards, and then what was the Calvin Jackson Jr. touchdown? It
1: was thirty-one, 31
0: yards. I've, those were and those were two really good passes where Jane Dolores sat there, and the pass blocking was incredible. I just want to say in this game, Jane Dolores had all day and tomorrow to throw time and time again, um, as well as making some good good plays, escaping the pocket with his legs. Um, we did we did again struggle on fourth and short inside the red zone. Um, but what else is new? We did, and so we turned it over with fourth and I believe it was goal to go, and we turned it over inside the 10-yard line and then get a fumble, get it right back, and score in one play.
1: Right, because without... it was uh, the right after our, because we forced the after our second touchdown, we forced them to punt, and then we drive down. We have a 67-yard um, drive on 10 plays, but we went for it on fourth and one from, from the, the Stanford from line. the Stanford nine yard line
0: and failed to get it And yes. one yard I'm sorry there's no there's no conceivable way you can have a playbook that does not have a play that guarantees you a yard and we get in fourth in one or two situations at least three or four times a game and we have co- converted maybe maybe 20 percent of those chances that's not a good number moving forward for this team and that's not a good number
1: Especially if you want to be realistically compete for the Pac-12 North or the Pac-12 overall.
0: Right, and I mean, it works in this game. You look, but we won thirty-four to thirty-one. If we had just kicked two field goals, this game would not have really. Would have been no stress in it. Um. So yeah, this team has a really a really bad problem with leaving points on the board. Um, the defense once again creating turnovers at big times. There's right. of course the strip now, sack to win the game at the end, yes, and as then well as that fumble.
1: The fumble right after the which,
0: uh, which right. set up Jade yeah. DeLore to Dejan Strblik yeah. for a ten, ten yard game. touchdown. Um, one place so that that was nice that to get to get that uh, monkey off our back. of Oh, we gave up another fourth down turnover on downs. So oh, what else is new? We were able to get it back in sport and score quickly, but.
1: Again, on the drive after we scored the one play touchdown, we let Stanford just have a nice six62 yard drive now it only ended up for a field goal for them but still like
0: I mean it's towards the end of half and you're giving up six yards yeah I mean they're around to go on drives every now and then so I won't hung, I won't get myself hung up on that too much but Ultimately, a really, really good second quarter from WSU. Um, probably the best quarter of football we've played all year. Um,
1: i definitely say easily the best quarter.
0: Yeah, and I would include any any quarter from Portland State in that mix, I mean, yeah. even. Um,
1: Starting off the second half, I mean, da- uh, turnover on downs, and then we forced them to
0: punt. Wait, did I hear WSU turnover on downs? No. No, you you don't say. Yeah,
1: surprisingly.
0: I, I didn't know we did that. Yeah. I mean,
1: I mean, as much as Calvin Jackson Jr. is amazing at football, his drops during this game were very concerning.
0: They were. But when we look at this, that was a fourth and four from the Stanford 23, and it was a bad pass by Jaden DeLora on that play. Why, when we are – very comfortable in field goal range. And it's not like a fourth and one or two. Are we going for it? I understand that you want to, like in this offense, we have gone for a fourth on it's clearly part of the coaching philosophy, but that that is a situation right there. You have a chance to go out, open the half, and put up points, and we blow it because we're going for it on a fourth and medium. Uh,
1: Yes, there was also very, I mean, it was on first and 10 from Stanford 26. Um. Uh, Lincoln Victor ran the ball, our wide receiver. Which that's a little questionable. Uh, it's not.
0: Yeah, and it's he not did that feasible. again later in the game, um, in the at the goal line. Yes,
1: and it well, it's not as questionable as putting in like your fourth string quarterback, third string quarterback.
0: No, but it's still a questionable call. It, I get now. I get that you try to mix up schemes and whatever, show the defense something they're not ready for. But I, I don't like running a slot receiver as a running back personally. I don't and, think that's a very good idea.
1: I mean, I will say for the run game, Max Borgie, this was his best game of the year, easily.
0: And he did. He did well against Utah State too, but yes, this game he did. In terms of a complete game, this game was really well. Yes. was really good for him. Um, he got two second half touchdowns, including the game winner. Um, right,
1: seventeen carries, so his most carries all season for eighty nine mm-hmm. yards. And, and now touchdowns. that is because uh, Deshaun Macintosh or Deion McIntosh was hurt.
0: Right, and so he ended up, or he ended up getting most of the carries later on. But they were also running him up the gut a little bit more. They were, they weren't. And he didn't seem to be running as tentatively. He was he was engaging the hits. He was hitting defenders. He was hitting the holes harder. He was exploding out of there. Everything we talked about last week that was problematic for him, he faced in this this week.
1: Um there was some definitely some questionable decisions but or calls by the referees.
0: Yeah, and mainly that pass interference that nearly changed well. I say nearly. It really did change the entire course of that game. WSU was firmly in control of the game up to that point. It was a third down and long. Stanford throws the ball. The ball goes six or seven feet above the receiver's head out of bounds. There is very minimal, if any, contact between the defender and the receiver and a, and a pass interference call. That's not the kind of call you can miss as a professional official. I, that's like maybe you know at your youth football league when the dads are coaching and oh it's my team it's against my son's team oh I'm gonna throw the flag, that's that that's what that call looked like, mm-hmm. I couldn't believe it live I watched it back on the highlights and I could believe it even less that was a, that is a catastrophically bad pass interference call and from that point Stanford ended up putting up 15 straight points took the lead and we ended up uh, we ended up winning but we the, the refs helped us make hard work of um, yeah. So I
1: said last week the key to the game was shutting down Tanner McKee. And, and that didn't happen very much until the final five minutes of the game. Right.
0: Those last two two stands from the defense were immaculate. But that's what you need. You don't need necessarily your defense to stop a team every single time that's not a realistic goal but when your defense can come out with five minutes left in the game down four points and put up a huge stop to give your offense a chance to go down and score Mm -hmm. and then get a game-winning strip sack the following drive
1: again there were there were back-to-back strip sacks the first one was not called a fumble he was was called down
0: Mm -hmm. i but. i haven't i didn't really look into that play mainly because we got the strip sack the next play live it looked like a fumble but if they didn't bring into review chances are they didn't see anything um in the booth but i would have liked to have seen that play go to review um but you know it is what it is um it, at the end of the day, the, and then that last drive, too, by the offense, Jane Delora hits a long ball to Calvin Jackson Jr. on a beautiful corner out. Then they moved the ball. Max Borgie, I think, picked up a first down at, or close to it, and then we hit Deshaun Stribling close to the end zone, and Max Borgie finished it off. That was a picture-perfect last-minute drive. Um, 70 yards.
1: Took a minute almost two minutes off the clock. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can't ask for much more. No.
0: And I mean, you did leave. You did, you left a minute thirty on the clock, which is never ideal. But at the but end of the yeah, day, the defense, defense the defense steps up. That's their job. They got it done. Um, yeah. No. I. Uh, elsewise in that game, uh, it, it just it was a really exciting end. It was just a really exciting game. One of yeah. the one of the better games I've ever been to personally um, live in my life. Definitely the best one I've been to. Live. Really, really important third straight win. I, our season seems to be turned around. Yeah, of course, we'll I, see what happens regarding our wonderful coaching situation, but we'll get into that. We'll later. get into
1: that later. Uh, we are. I don't want to get ahead of ourselves because we still have Oregon to beat, but we are in a good position to a make a bowl game, b potentially win the Pac-12.
0: And see, I I think that a bowl game, I wouldn't say we're a lock for, but we have a really good shot at. The Pac-12 North is more of a stretch because we're only in third in the Pac-12 North right now. But we have a shot at it, which if you told me that after watching the USC and Utah games, I would be blown away by. But no, yeah, we're 3-2 and in conference, um, including a win over Stanford who beat Oregon. And we win over Cal who almost beat Oregon, if we can beat Oregon, and, and we obviously have to beat Arizona State as well, That's... we go into the last two games of the season against a really bad Arizona team and a pretty bad Washington team, or if we win those two games, we would win the Pac-12 North. So all our focus has got to be on Oregon and Arizona State. Yes. If we win now, those two games, we, we have a real shot at it. We can't
1: put all our focus because we do have a BYU
0: game. Yeah, but up. it's not conference. It's still, but it weird. doesn't. It doesn't yeah. count towards the Pac-12 North. That's true. Um, Ron Stone Jr. and Brandon Jackson. And Brennan Jackson, incredible Both. games. Yes. Um Brandon Jackson obviously recovers the fumble at the end of the game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, we have been blessed we with forced, two really good defensive ends. Three,
1: three fumbles, or
0: two. Two fumbles. Two fumbles. Uh,
1: yeah um uh, and then just overall our entire team played very solid
0: yeah I, and again if you exclude that first quarter where we played pretty bad um, um it was it was all wsu they stanford got into it late thanks to that stupid pass interference call um and our defense's inability to put the right amount of people in the field on a two-point conversion but we really we really dug in and, and, and we we won this game. I I would say we most certainly were the deserving team in this game. Uh,
1: we each team had twenty first downs. Uh, they did possess the ball longer.
0: Uh, we still won, so
1: I don't yeah. really care. Uh, but Jaden Delora seventeen for thirty, and it's not great, but a lot of
0: drop balls
1: today by our wide receivers.
0: Yeah, there were some bad drops, including one where Calvin Jackson Jr. had a, a blatant touchdown. Um, he uh, was wide open in space, no one in front of him in the ball. It was a little bit of a an little, overthrow, yeah. but yeah, you should catch it probably. I mean,
1: but was this for Dolores' first game with no, no interceptions?
0: Um, I believe it was, yes. Well, yeah. maybe Utah State. Did he throw one? I believe he did. Uh, Look up that game real quick. Or USC, because he didn't play USC, the, the entire USC, game. USC, he did games. have an interception. Um, oh, that's right. He did, because yeah. he came back in after he was uh, Yeah,
1: ready. Delora. Oh, Delora, no interceptions.
0: So he didn't start an interception against Utah State, but he didn't start that game Yeah, so, either, so first
1: full game with no interceptions, three touchdowns. He really looked good.
0: He was going through his reads pretty well, I would say, which we noted was one of his bigger problems. Right. He was finding guys. Um, there was that... I think it was the fourth down conversion. He had a pass
1: rating of 170.
0: Yeah, that's yeah, that's pretty damn good. good. And he, he, uh, the, the play comes to mind where he's, it's fourth down and he scrambled left and then he looped back and he threw a ball that was perfect and it was dropped in the end zone. That would have been one of the best highlight plays you would have seen all weekend had, uh, I believe it was C.J. Moore caught that ball. Yes, it was C.J. Moore. All right. um, let's see. Otherwise, in this game... Um, I think that that about wraps up the recap for that. We'll get around the Pac-12. First of all, Cal gave Oregon a real run for their money. They were up for large parts of that game.
1: Yeah, they scored the game. What ended up being the game-winning touchdown for Oregon was like 5.30 left in
0: the game. Right, and then Cal drove down. And um, I don't really know what they were trying to do offensively, but they just stalled in the red zone. would have liked to see Cal win this game, um, just for the WSU chances of uh, of uh, moving up the Pac-12. But it, to be honest, I I've been underwhelmed with Oregon ever since the Ohio State game.
1: Right, they looked really good during that game, and then it's questionable. Yes, yeah. they are five and one.
0: I mean, obviously, I mean, Thibodeau it was incredible again. That man is a, a freak of nature.
1: But I mean, even against Arizona, yeah, they blew them out, forty-one to nineteen. But I mean, it was a close, very close game. They were at one point, the Wildcats were, um, like, almost tied with them.
0: Yeah, I I mean, Oregon. Oregon's weird because they keep they keep winning if you outside of the, uh, the Stanford game, but this game against Cal, they Maybe. did not look good, and Cal has not been good this year, so I don't understand. Everything was
1: clicking for Cal until the final five minutes.
0: Right, and and that it was a really bad red zone offense by Cal that ended up giving Oregon the win, but there's nothing too surprising about this game, nothing, but. Aside from the fact that Cal was in it until late, um, but Oregon ends up taking the dub, and I, I don't think I don't know. There's not too much to get
1: into here. No. All right. Next game. Uh, Colorado versus Arizona. Thirty-four. Yeah, yeah. Nothing. Colorado
0: won. Big, big shocking news. Arizona blows at football. Yeah. Um. Didn't Didn't know if anyone knew that. Um yeah, no. uh,
1: Big big shock. Uh. Yeah, nothing really – Nothing really I –
0: did, I didn't watch this game. I didn't pay attention to this game. Right. I saw the scoreline, and I was like, oh, look at that.
1: All right,
0: UCLA versus UW. UW two, two teams – UCLA wins 24-17. Two teams that had really high expectations and have not gotten that same level of output. But UCLA, nonetheless, is 5-2 and two this year. Mm-hmm. Um, um, Big – I mean – DTR D- played okay, which I was surprised yeah. about. He didn't do great. 21 for 26. Charbonnet had an incredible game. Yes. 21 carries, 131 yards. No touchdowns, but no touchdown. you don't need – No. Someone else is getting the touchdowns. You don't need them.
1: uh,
0: UW, uh well. UW is bad. UW yeah. is really bad. They, um, they are not a good football team. You've beaten Cal in overtime in Arkansas State. Now – uh it's not – things are not looking up, looking up for that program whatsoever. Um, does, does give me very passive hope for the Apple Cup this year, but every single time uh, we've had hope in the Apple Cup, it hasn't gone our way. So I won't say um, anything to that point
1: yet. Probably the second best Pac-12 game because I'd say WSU had have, have the best Pac-12 game.
0: Yeah, this um, one really was different. less of an exciting one um, than than W S U
1: game for sure. Sees, uh, and
0: Utah beats Arizona State, which I predicted Arizona State would win, and they sold. Yeah, I, because I don't miss. They were up twenty one to seven, and managed to lose 35 Yeah, if Jaden Daniels had a competent team surrounding him, Arizona State would be unstoppable. Right. But the you you can't have a quarterback of that caliber, and and then just not score at all in the second half. I I, I don't know mm-hmm. really what the problem is at Arizona State. Um, um, between this game and the BYU game that they lost, maybe it's just again Utah teams.
1: You, you have to look at I mean, ASU on their penalties. They had thirteen penalties for one hundred and fifteen yards.
0: Yeah, that That's- is that is such bad discipline. That is such. And it's it's is it a coaching thing? And it
1: has to be a coaching thing.
0: You can't, but you can't necessarily coach players to not commit penalties, right? But you can you can tell your guys like, listen, if you screw up, and you get stupid penalties, because you're not getting thirteen penalties without at least five or six just stupid mistake penalties.
1: And uh, for Utah's offense, they had four hundred fifty-five yards. Very balanced though offense offensively yeah. in terms of yardage of uh, 247 passing yards and 208 rushing yards
0: yeah and utah sneaky might get might be pushing towards the rankings in the coming weeks if they can keep stringing together some wins yeah. um but what really, was
1: concerning was uh cam Rising's two interceptions now he had uh, two touchdowns utah
0: round. really came alive in the second half yes this worries me more for arizona state than it excites me for utah because Mm -hmm. of the fact that Arizona State was up 21 to seven and then proceeded to give up 14 points in each quarter of the second half. Yeah, Utah, ooh, good job, whatever. I am genuinely afraid for Arizona State if this is the kind of thing that's going to happen to you in a game where-
1: If it continues to happen.
0: Right. Because, I mean, again, they haven't really picked up an impressive win this year, Arizona State, maybe 28 to 10 over Stanford.
1: Forty-two to
0: twenty-three over UCLA. I I, they don't I don't they get a bye week coming off of this game, and then they play Washington State. In two weeks. Good opportunity for Washington State to get a, I mean to get a quality-looking quality quality win over win. a team that's clearly got some stuff to figure out. But I'm upset about because I picked them to win. Um, another team I picked to win was Kentucky over Georgia. But,
1: Again, I said they will win by 10 plus. Yeah,
0: there was never really hope for Kentucky. I was mostly sarcastic about that. Mm-hmm. Um, but unfortunately, we have to give a proper send-off to the Kentucky hype train. Um, it, it, it's at the station. It's been there for its, for its last time. It's out of service now. Um, so just a true rest in peace to the Kentucky hype train. There's not much to get into this game. The, Georgia's defense is incredible. Like, I mean... Truly, one of the best defenses ever. Maybe? Ever, probably. I mean, Kentucky was. I think that was their. It was either their first or second touchdown of the year was Kentucky's first touchdown, and, and so honestly, kudos to Kentucky for scoring twice, yeah. scoring two touchdowns. Because teams are not doing that against Georgia this year. If uh, if anyone beats Georgia, I will be very shocked, genuinely surprised. Um, I hope it's. I hope it comes down to. Georgia and Alabama for the SEC championship because I think that that's gonna that would be a good game, mm-hmm. but I don't know. Yeah, rest in peace to the Kentucky hype train. It was fun while it lasted. We are now a Cincinnati podcast as well as a WSU podcast, and I'm making that executive decision. Um, Desmond Ritter will bring a Natty to Cincinnati. You heard that here first, so uh, take your screenshots now. Right. Okay. BYU um, preview. BYU preview. Uh, BYU is five
1: and two. Uh, ESPN right. has um, the FPI at um, BYU has a almost six a percent chance to win. Uh, the spread is minus two and a half for BYU, but BYU is coming off of two losses back to back, and they did not not not, with not with good lo- yeah, Not they, good. They losses. did not
0: compete with Baylor. Um, and so this is, again, another really good opportunity for Washington State. Um, I would like to go out on a limb here and predict that the Cougars win this game. Yes. Uh, I think 100% well, the Cougars will win this game. Yes. It's just which Cougars. Um
1: I, I'd i like to say WSU wins.
0: I, 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 I was just making a joke about the mascots yes, I, both being Cougars. I, I would know. just, yeah, okay. In it's case great. that one sailed yes. over any heads, I, I just, like, I, know. I want to put that on the record that in my infinite wisdom of being a podcast host, uh, I can be funny once in a while, um, and uh, personally, I would give that joke a hit. But I'd, I'd like
1: to say WSU wins this game. WSU coming off three wins back to back to back, coming off two very good wins versus Oregon State and Stanford. I mean, and then we played Cal, but. With the Nick Rolovich situation, our coaching staff—I don't know how our team is going to be.
0: Yeah, there's talk they might not even play. Yeah, so. So I don't know. I don't even know. Don't know. Thinking about, but if assuming things were to just go ahead as normal, I think Washington State would win this game. Um, but things are not going to go ahead as normal. The, obviously, the entire world is collapsing on the team right now. Yeah. So, uh, let's, so talking from a football perspective, from a football perspective, I'd absolutely say Washington State has the upper hand going on um, this game.
1: To, yards per game, uh, BYU has four hundred six total yards per game, while WSU has three hundred seventy five. Mm-hmm. Uh, yards allowed, we allow three hundred ninety two. Uh, BYU allows three hundred ninety one. So very. Our defenses are very similar.
0: Again, it's kind of like the Stanford game. It's two very similar, very teams. similar teams. Um they do have they don't split it, carries between their running backs like we do. No.
1: Um I believe it will be a high scoring game.
0: Maybe. I don't know. I I think it's gonna honestly play out a lot like the Stanford game. Um and I I, I don't know. I don't know who to predict because of the coaching situation at WSU right now. Yeah. Um, they they do rely
1: a lot on their running game. I I watched them beat ASU. Now ASU
0: sort of shot them. So here's yeah. Here's sure. the thing about that game too that gives me a little hope. ASU committed some odd sixteen or something penalties. And somehow was in that game until the last couple minutes, and that is more of a mark against BYU than it is Arizona's ability to or Arizona State's ability to hang into that game. And that could be something where if we don't commit penalties, we're going to beat BYU. That's something to look forward to. Is that in BYU's best win of the year, they really did not shut down a team that was trying as hard as they possibly could to shut themselves down.
1: Yeah, um, I think we need to. Basically, we need to get Borgie going
0: early in that game. Right. Well, That's the thing is after these last two weeks, it's clear it's kind of the inverse of the beginning of the season where we would start fast and just not finish. We need to start fast and finish a football game. And we can beat any of the teams left on our schedule, including Oregon. But we need to be able to play 60 full minutes. BYU is a team that was just in the top 25. Yeah, they've come off two really bad back-to-back losses, but you need to be able to put together a full 30 minutes in the first half and a full 30 minutes in the second half. And you and you can you can beat this team. Um yeah, you need to I mean basically
1: you play a good 30 minutes of football and then you'll have the momentum for the next 30 minutes of football.
0: Right. I you're it's not gonna work out every game where you can keep it You know hung around early on if you're starting slow there's going to be times where you need to start quick and then there's going to be times where those teams come storming back and you need to finish out these games and this game is one of those games you cannot against BYU this year play 45 minutes 30 minutes of football you have to come out and play 60 full minutes and if Rolovich is gone then win this game for Nick Rolovich this will be the Biggest test
1: of the season.
0: Oh, absolutely for WSU and who this team is. Exactly, and and maybe the USC game was other. Maybe USC was better team. Well, that's arguable. But this game with everything going on, this is where you go out and you prove the character you have yes. as a football team. I I think Washington State will win, but I, believe, I am also biased. So
1: I believe if Nick Rolovich is gone, which I mean that's up in the air. Then it'll be.
0: Well, okay, we say up in the air. It's ninety-five yeah. percent he's getting fired.
1: Um, they'll have motivation to play for
0: him if they don't boycott the game, which there is, of course, talks. But um, and then, yeah, I don't know. Outside out for that game, um. It, it's, it looks a lot like the Stanford game to me. Uh, two very even teams. Hopefully, we can come out on top in that one. Yes. All, right. all right, we'll do our picks for the week now. Um, a lot of Pac-12 teams playing out of conference, but we will still count well, all the games as only two out of conference games. Was there? You yeah. thought there was a only third? Two. Okay, well, two out of conference games. Um, first game is Udo versus Arizona. Um, Washington can't lose this game. Washington,
1: as much as I hate the Huskies,
0: they will win. It's, It's yeah. I would love to see them make hard work of it. I would love to see them barely win, but there's no way in my mind that Washington does not beat Arizona. So. Obviously, WSU versus BYU. We both choose WSU. Yes. Colorado versus Cal. Two not good teams. But also not Arizona teams. Right. I'm going to have to go with Colorado. I'm going to go with Cal coming off of the way that they, they played against Oregon. Um, and also because I'm a pick behind you for the season standings, and so I need to shake it up a little bit. Right. um, Probably the Pac-12 game of the week in terms of Pac-12 games. Oregon versus UCLA. College game is going to – which Westwood. I am. I mean, I get it. I get it. U, UCLA is. I think the worst five and two team in the country. Uh, I've not been impressed with UCLA this year, and yet they they've won games when it mattered. So kudos to them.
1: Um,
0: I can't I, in my right mind not pick Oregon. See,
1: now this is where you're wrong. I'm not.
0: Wrong. Now
1: I so. I will be picking Oregon, mm-hmm. but it will be a close game.
0: It- I'm not saying it won't be close. Oregon just played a close game against Cal. Clearly, they can play a close game against anyone. I UCLA is not good enough to beat Oregon from from a pre standing perspective. Now, I can watch this game; it could be entirely different. But we said the same thing about Cal last week. Well, Cal is not good enough to beat Oregon. UCLA is not good enough to beat Oregon. That doesn't mean it can't happen, but I don't think it will. I think, I mean,
1: I would say this is a home game for the Bruins, but Bruins fans don't go to the games.
0: Yeah, it's, so it's it's gonna be a half full Rose Bowl.
1: Yeah. All right. Um, USC versus Notre Dame.
0: Weird, weird game um, to to kind of predict. I
1: USC is coming off a bye.
0: Coming off and Notre Dame is as well, I believe. Um, yes, they are. Uh, Notre Notre Dame is ranked 13th in the country. Their loss, I think their only loss, was to Cincinnati. Cincinnati. Uh, But they played a very close game to Virginia Tech. Yeah, but I would say Virginia Tech's better than USC. I'm going to go with Notre Dame on this one. Um, Uh, I wouldn't say by a ton, but I'd say two scores, maybe ten points. I'd, I'd
1: say Notre Dame by probably...
0: Seven. This is the USC team that just got blown out by Utah as well. So,
1: um, Utah versus Oregon State.
0: Good game, sneaky good game sneaky, right here. Sneaky good game. Um, Utah is hot. Uh, I I doubted Utah after how they played against us because they really did not impress me, but we just impressed me less. But Oregon State coming off of a bye and a by. loss to yours truly, I. I like Utah in this game, but I like this to be a really good, intense, high, high scoring. See, game. I'm
1: going with uh, Oregon State on this one. Now, because of their run game, that is the reason why I'm going with Oregon State. And,
0: I mean, I can't say I can't say you're wrong. I could see, I could very easily see that I'm gonna pick Utah in this game, but. But, no, yeah, it's going to be a really good game, I think. I think those are two very even teams towards the top of the Pac-12 um, mm-hmm. in terms of caliber of team. I like I like Utah in this game simply because of how hot they've been and how Oregon State is coming off of a a really tough loss to us and then a bye week. But I could, I could easily see Oregon State winning, but I'm going to pick Utah here.
1: Yeah, I got Beams in a very close game,
0: probably three points. Maybe yeah. the spread is three in favor yeah. of Utah. So, all right. Um, Uni you, combo prediction for the week. So
1: first of all, let's talk about our uniforms.
0: Yeah. What it, what? So I, I was excited when I saw the anthracite with the gray helmet, but because the gray helmet is the best helmet we have. And I, w- I would give it to the white helmet with the silver decal. Uh, that helmet uh, makes me want to act up. I'm not gonna <laughs> lie. Uh, yeah. But no, yeah, it didn't. It didn't look. do not look good, like I thought. It It looked look better when the lights came on at night. Yes. But when they were warming up, I didn't. I was not a fan of the anthracite anthracite gray. I it just looked like it looked like someone messed messed up picking the yes. helmet. I would have liked to see the light gray pants with the anthracite jerseys and the light gray helmet. I think that would have looked better. Yes, it would have.
1: Um. All right. Uniform prediction, but I think we'll week. go white, crimson, white.
0: Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I I don't know what else they can do at this point, because they won't go anthracite back-to-back I mean, weeks.
1: Well, wouldn't it be back-to-back-to-back weeks? Because what did
0: yeah, we wear? When we were in Oregon State, we wore crimson, crimson, white helmet. All oh, right. So yeah, I think we'll I would say white, crimson, white, I think will be- what they go with as well. That just, that just makes Crimson, sense. Or Crimson,
1: Crimson White maybe.
0: Uh, I could see that too. Yeah.
1: I think we'll go away from the Gray and anthracite. Hopefully. Uh, all
0: right. Okay, who's hotter segment of the week? Once again, we have a, a WSU alumni versus a, a good friend of his who's also, a, he came to his jersey retirement here at WSU. We got Clay Thompson versus Steph Curry. Who's hotter? Two good looking fellas right there.
1: I'm going to have to give it to Clay.
0: Yeah, I I, I think from an unbiased perspective, and it's it, to me, it comes down to Clay Thompson being taller. I think that's the defining factor that makes Clay Thompson more attractive than Steph Curry. So, um, yeah, in our infinite wisdom here at the KubeCast podcast, Clay Thompson is hotter than Steph Curry. Feel free to debate. We need interactions on social media. Leave us a comment. Cyber bully us. I don't really care. Yes. Anything to get the interactions up on the profile. And that's uh, another shout out. Follow us at the Coocast podcast. On Twitter and Instagram. Yes, Twitter and Instagram. Um, We're going to take a little break and then we're going to come back and talk about the coaching situation at Washington State. So uh, stay tuned for that. All right, guys. Well, I just want to take this time during our break to tell you guys about our first partner podcast, the That's Facts Podcast. It is run by Coog and Clamp. They run the Clamp God and the Coog Corner on Instagram. Guys, check out that podcast. We are excited to be partnering with them, um, hopefully looking to bring forward some collaborations and content in the future. Uh, so that's the That's Facts Podcast available anywhere. You can listen to a podcast just like us. Thank you, guys. Okay, so it's time to talk about Nick Rolovich, and I have got a lot to say in oh regards boy. to take, this take issue. Take it away. I'll take, I'll take the floor, Nick. Get your popcorn ready. This this has been an ongoing issue since July when Nick Rolovich came out and publicly said he did not plan to get the vaccination. What, that that in and of itself was a, it was problematic, whatever, but that was more of a that was more of a media political thing, whatever. The mandate then goes into effect in August. He, they come out and they say, yeah, by October 18th, all state employees must be fully vaccinated. And they were serious about it. There are firefighters, there are police officers losing their jobs today, today, Monday, October 18th, over this vaccination mandate. They've known about this for forever. And yet we sit here and it is 4 p.m. on the day of the mandate. And we've known about this since August. Got to take a breath here. And nobody nobody knows anything about what's going on we've known about this for multiple months and no one has the slightest clue what's happening
1: it, it really does seem like we are in scrambles with this situation no
0: it is and he, he said he wasn't going to get it we knew that pat chung knew that he said, Jay Inslee the knew that. He, said he would follow a mandate he clearly did not applying for an exemption is not the same thing as being exempted from the vaccine he clearly did not get that and and we do it it's it's 95 confirmed that he's going to be fired or suspended uh by the end of the day there there's a meeting apparently going on at 5 30 to to determine his future with the program or talk about it with the players and at that point I would assume a statement is made by the university but what is going on from from level from the government of Washington to the all the way down to Nick Rolovich there's just been failure after failure to to do what's right for the players, to do what's right for the, the team, to do what's right for the state. First of all, I mean, politics aside, this van, that this vaccine mandate, um, it has been weird. Why why can you apply for an exemption, but you don't know it until the, you don't know the, the result of it until the last day right. possible? Because I mean, whether Nick Rolovich would have gone out and gotten it or not, here he is, and he there's still we don't he could be approved for his exemption, and we don't know. Okay, we simply don't know because no one's telling anyone anything.
1: And, I mean, the way the players made it seem after the game with the pictures that came out on social media of the very long hugs Mm -hmm. between Jaden Delora and Nick Rolovich, Jalen Watson and Nick Rolovich, I can go on and on. And then the Gatorade shower after a win, which yes, it was like a very solid win. But it wasn't like No, a it was a show team. it was a show
0: of we are with Rolovich, Rolovich we, is yes, our coach.
1: Rolovich will,
0: I, he, he is a like
1: player's coach and you can tell that the players
0: love to play for him. Right. But at the same time, if you were a player's coach and you're doing everything for your players and you have an opportunity to you just go get a shot and then you can keep coaching your team and you choose not to based on what what did you read about this vaccine? I have the vaccine, Nick. You have the vaccine. Yes. The entire campus of Washington State should have the vaccine because we we're required to get it, and everyone here is fine. You're not going to die if you get this shot. If you really love those kids, you would want to go. I personally, I think you would want to go get that shot for them. Yeah, I, I mean, whatever you want to fight. Oh, the government can't tell me what to do. Blah 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 blah. That that's so beside the point because you are now sacrificing not just the three million dollars salary that you're on. These, these players' careers. I mean, Jane Delora came to Washington State to play for Nick Rolovich. He well, did not commit until Nick Rolovich's no, hiring no, was, was official. He was committed. You know, he did not sign until Nick Rolovich's yeah. hiring was official. Um, but he, he did commit to Mike Leach. Right, but he did not sign until Nick no, Rolovich he was he official because have... he still wanted to play for Nick Rolovich. He, these players lincoln victor came here to play for nick rolovich these players want to play for nick rolovich and now nick rolovich is and and it's not it it is a combination between nick rolovich and the state of washington is taking that away from them because yeah if it weren't for the mandate nick rolovich would still be coaching but also nick rolovich could have gone and get the got this shot like nick rolovich said i think it was i think it was after the game it might have been before he said oh this is out of my hands Mm -hmm. it's entirely not out of your hands you had a choice yeah it's your choice lose your job or get the shot and the, the, the fact of the matter is, is this is not just any other job you're making 3 million you're going to pay $3 million in a year and you're choosing not to take that because of a shot. I, yeah there's other college football teams that might want to hire you, but your your reputation still going to take a knock because it shows to me a lack of commitment to a team. Where you care more about Oh, I don't want to get this shot because of what I mean it's, it's clear the vaccine has become a political issue in America for whatever stupid reasons. So I would have to assume that's when, that's why Nick Rolovich doesn't want to get it. I, I don't, I've not heard any real other reason why people don't want to get the vaccine. I, and now, now you're leaving a team, you're leaving a program with, with no real guidance, um, with no real, no real plan of direction. And half of your coaching staff, or we don't know if it's half, but a lot of your coaching staff is apparently gone too. And, and and what we're just and, and nothing from the university. That's the worst part is Pat Chun has known Nick Rolovich is not going to get this there, vaccine. There's not been a statement made since July. Since July. About Nick Rolovich's vaccination status by the university or by Rolovich or the university, really. And and then the last couple of weeks, oh, yeah, I'm applying for the the whatever, the the exemption. Well, the exemption you're not going to get, you know, like there's like two or three of all, it was obscure religions out there that actually care enough that you can't get vaccinated if you pertain to them. And I guarantee you Nick Rolovich is not one of
1: them. No. Um it, it really like the team I mean we're coming off a three game one streak. We have the momentum. Right.
0: And, and he, if you had told me, if you had back. told me after the Utah game, like, oh yeah, Nick Rolovich is going to get fired, I would have been like, okay, he clearly doesn't know what he's doing. But these last three weeks, he's coached the team. He's coached the team pretty well. I've been realistically impressed with with him uh, and his ability to come back. I I was all I was all in on Fire Rollo four weeks ago. But I mean, the last, last week, three weeks have changed my opinion. Right. I'm not, I'm not above admitting that he proved me wrong. I wanted him to prove me wrong, but now here we are. And we're going to fire him. I'm glad he proved us wrong. Right. But there's no clear black backup plan. And we've known that this decision was looming for forever. He, there's no way Pat Chun was just in the dark about Nick Rolovich not getting the vaccine. That's something he has to have in, in good faith in his job has to have done. And there's clearly no backup plan. We don't know who's going to coach this team this weekend. I really
1: think if he is fired, our current defensive
0: coordinator will be the interim head coach because he is vaccinated. Right, and so, and that's most likely that's most likely what'll happen. It's not even that I dislike that him as a coach, but you need you needed something to just give Rolovich till the end of the year at the very least, because now this program that's finally on the up, that's finally looking good, is going to be rudderless ship. There is, I mean, and yeah, there have been teams, the Raiders just did it, the USC did against us where your coach gets fired and then you go out and you win. It's possible. It's, I, it's, it's, it's very Very, very difficult. Yeah. Because all of a sudden, I mean, and, and especially a player's coach like Rolovich, where the, I mean, the, the Washington State's football, the Twitter account, and I'm, I'm sure the Instagram account posts a video, the players are ch- chanting. Rolo, Rolo, Rolo in the locker room after the game, he's clearly, they clearly want to play for him. There's talks that they might boycott this weekend's game over this situation. And and it goes, it comes down to to a combination of the state forcing him to get a vaccine and then him just being a baby about it. it. It's failures across the board from everyone. And then a failure from the athletic department to have a backup plan when they knew this was coming, they didn't spring this deadline on us. This deadline came since the beginning of the, the school year. I mean, we've known about this since before the season started. And honestly, it
1: yes, it's just coming all out right now, but it has affected us all season when it comes to off the field stuff with mm-hmm. the recruiting. No, the, the recruiting
0: scene is horrible, right? Yeah. Now. We're not getting the visits or the recruits we want. We haven't had a commitment in more than a month because somebody had just – met in
1: the last week. Okay. But
0: that was the Aside first from in that, a very yeah. long time. Yeah. Aside from that. We we're not getting recruits. And that's and that's why if you want to fire him after the season because of his vaccine thing, whatever. This is not the same job. This is not the same gig as, you know, a police officer in Spokane. This is entirely different. You have a team, you have a season, you have a fan base relying on you and you refuse to go get a vaccine. You refuse to work with the state at all. You refuse to talk to the press. No one knew if Rolovich was vaccinated or not until the Oregon State game when June Jones, not Nick Rolovich. June Jones had to come out and say, oh, yeah, Nick Rolovich isn't vaccinated. I told him to get vaccinated, and he doesn't. And there was talk week. Oh, we were in June Jones to head coach this football team. He ran the run and shoot. He was Nick Rolovich's mentor and coach. Well, no. Nick. June Jones hurt his hip and is in the hospital now, so that's that's out of the cards. Defensive coordinator is going to take over with what coaching staff because several of our several, coaches are right. out, and that, that that is pretty much confirmed. Um, we don't know we don't know whether Rolovich got his exemption or not, but we're it's almost certain that most of his coaching or most of his unvaccinated coaching staff did not get theirs.
1: And you really have to think, what do I really want to know? What the players are thinking. During all of this, because it can't
0: be good, like, good. I wouldn't I wouldn't want to come back and play for Washington State. Uh-huh. I, and I, I love Washington State. If I was a player and my coach was getting fired for, right after he won three straight football games, I would not want to come back and play for Washington State. I might finish out the season and enter the transfer portal, but the future of this program – and who else are we going to get to come coach, even if we just do promote – internally for uh, an interim head coach throughout the rest of the season what are we going to do after that who's going to come coach this team where clearly it doesn't matter the results on the field as long as the politics don't follow what the state has you say oh blah 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 blah." and yeah and and so a, a lot of this blame relies on nick rolovich not taking the vaccine but it is not all his blame that we are in this catastrophic situation he either needed to be terminated when he said he wasn't getting the the vaccine and then you just pay his buyout and you move on and you hire a new guy or after we lost two games you look for the first opportunity open close the door you don't wait for him to get things on track wait for the the team the fans to bond with this coach and be like okay maybe maybe there is a future for this team maybe we were wrong and then just just like that he's gone when you knew this was coming and there's clearly no back and There's been no statement made, made by the university. Everyone in their dog knows that this is this is making national headlines. Everyone knows what's going on and, and the university not, has not made a statement. It's
1: not very often that WSU is talked about nationally.
0: No. I, I can
1: count on a, on two fingers. Yeah. This and when Gardner Manchu yeah. was
0: quarterback. Yeah, and one of those things is good. This is a very bad light for the university and they've handled this very poorly and yeah, I, I mean, I'm I'm mad at Nick Rolovich for not getting the stupid shot because he's yeah. screwing over these kids, he's screwing over the fans, he's screwing over the university. But I'm also I'm just as mad at the university and at the state for not thinking not thinking these things through and not. I it sounds like the university was just trying to last minute throw things together. I mean, from what we've heard, the university was working for an, uh, an extension on Nick Rolovich's like. shot thing. Nikrolovich is not going to get it no matter how long he gets an extension for and I mean at best you know maybe he's he gets a grace period they say oh yeah your things tonight he's like oh well I'll go get it now and they give him a grace period through the end of the season and then he's like hot psych and then they fire him but he's not going to get that shot.
1: He as as said that as
0: them. much as I would love for him to just go like, okay, you know what? I tried every other method. I'm, I love these kids. I love this team. I love this town, which he said all those things. He yes. I would love him to say, oh, because of that, I'll put my BS aside for one day and go get stabbed in the arm and continue to make my 3000 or $3, Three million, million dollars a year. And I mean, you can tell like when
1: COVID first started, he used to buy meals for people from local yeah, restaurants. He's he's eating.
0: done well, heating the guidelines yeah. until everything up to this vaccine. And and kudos to him, he wears a mask every game. He doesn't. I don't think he has to wear a mask. The, the football team, the co- some of the coaches do not wear masks on they, the side. Those are the or those are the vaccines. Right, He right. has
1: to wear a per the mandate. He has okay. to wear a mask.
0: Right, but I, I, he could he he could just not and and then. Clearly clearly the university wasn't going to fire him after he said he was not vaccinated, but here we are and it's 419 on on, on a Monday afternoon, the Monday afternoon that we've known was coming and there is just no word, there's no decision made yet. And so what are we supposed to do just sit here and like, oh okay 6 p.m rolls around oh here's a statement oh nick rolovich has been suspended blah 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 and that's the other thing we don't know if he's going to get fired if he's going to be suspended or or if he's going to be given a grace period or if he's going to be exempted we don't know any of these things because no one is communicating anything and this is not this is not the kind of thing when you have a, a relatively large fan base and and people that, that care about this, you can't just keep them in the dark like this. And that's where I'm at at the university is the lack of a plan when it came to this. They knew this was coming. Like, what are we paying Pat Chun to do? What What is he doing? Yeah. I I mean, and you could also,
1: like, within the last, what, two, two years or two weeks, um, every big... Head coach that WSU has got an extension.
0: Yeah. Then there was Rolovich. Yeah, there were clearly extending coaches. Kyle Smith got an extension, etc. It. I don't, and again, I, I don't. I think honestly, him leaving after the season probably would have been what was best for the program in terms of you, we need the recruiting and, and everything like that. But, but this is not the way to do this. No, this, this is not.
1: This has been. Poorly handled by. And
0: what it is is just the government coming in and flexing muscles. Oh, we can do whatever we want, blah, 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 blah. Ooh. I'm Jay Inslee. Look at my mandate. I'm going to screw up. But you know what, Jay Inslee, you're not just screwing over Nick Rolovich. You're screwing over the football team. You're screwing over the the, the fans of the football team. And yeah, it's a it's a bad look for everyone involved. It's a bad. It's just as bad of a look for Rolovich. I don't want to say that I'm, I'm siding with Rolovich on this because Rolovich. It's not that hard. Rolovich
1: is in the wrong. He needs to get the vaccine.
0: It's not that he hard to go to... get the, the get the vaccine. Yeah. That being said, I don't necessarily agree with mandating it either. But. I mean, it's your job. It's your job to, to execute the duties of coach as well as you can. And you're not because recruits do not want to visit because of your doohickey with the vaccine. Whatever. I, I mean, basically, we don't have any real, real news right now. Um, it's all conjecture, but it, it seems like he's out the door.
1: Mm-hmm. And it'll be interesting to see how the players respond. I think I'm more interested in that. Then seeing if Rolovich is fired, because I really, I firmly believe that he will be fired. And yeah, I want to see the player's response. Yeah,
0: we're going to have goes. to see. It's going to come out tonight. Um, there have
1: been, I mean, Calvin Jackson Jr. said Rolo with a heart emoji. Um, there's been, I mean, Jaden Delora, there was that picture of the hug. Um, Jalen Watson, another picture of the hug. It, these players and fans on Twitter have taken a liking to Rolovich,
0: which and and here's here's another thing that bothers me is the media portrayal of, of Rolovich as just the like, bad guy, yeah, as a bad coach because of this. The football team is winning games; it yeah. makes him a good football coach. It, you need you need to not. But at the same time, Rolovich did not work with them. They asked him time and time again, Oh, are you vaccinated yet? Oh, I'm going to comply I'm gonna with the fall of the mandate. Blah, 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 Dude, you needed to be straightforward with the media. Look, on October 18th, hell will crash down on Washington State University.
1: It, there were no, there, like, even WSU football, had, there were no regularly scheduled media appearances like there are every Monday. Mm-hmm. They're like when I was walking to class today, I did not see a practice. It's all up in the air right now.
0: They usually do practice Monday nights, but they won't be practicing tonight because there's a meeting with Pat Chun, so discussing the future of the coaching staff. And I don't know. I we're gonna have to see what happens. It's gonna be it. It's currently it's it's a crapshoot right now. Nothing nothing makes sense. We don't know anything for sure.
1: Um, the, we may end
0: up needing an emergency episode, uh, depending on how much breaks, you know, uh, I
1: think it will be, we will have a lot of answers by the end of tonight, and probably even more answers tomorrow.
0: Yeah, I, things are going to keep coming through, I'm assuming the university actually decides to communicate with people, but um, that that's pretty much all I have to say on the topic. I, no one's pleased. I'm not pleased. You're not pleased. It's not all Rolovich's fault, but a lot of it is Rolovich's fault. It's not all Jay Inslee's fault, but a lot of it is Jay Inslee's fault. It's not all Pat Chung's fault, but a lot of it is Pat Chung's fault. Uh, at the end of the day, we beat Stanford 34-31. We play BYU this weekend. Let's just let's just play football and, and pretend none of this is happening because, frankly, I'm sick of it. Um, I,
1: I am looking forward to this whole situation
0: being over. I would love, I'm one, ready for one it to be over. I, if the team sucks, at least the team is just going to suck and we'll have, we'll know what's going to happen. Yeah. But, we have basketball to look forward to. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> there, there's a, there's a coach that, uh, that uh, that'll do what's best for his players yeah. right there. But no. who is was a
1: great guy. I've talked to him on a handful
0: of games. All right. For a basketball. Great guy. Great, great guy. guy. But uh, yeah, no, uh, aside from that, that's about all we have for today. Um, yeah. uh, thanks for listening. Great. Go Cougs. Go Cougs. I'm sorry, no, my sorry, no, my sorry, no, my